you're listening to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. My name is Lee Cadden, Executive Pastor at the Church and host to Season 1 of the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. On this, the final episode of Season 1, this is Episode 4, I'm joined by Associate Pastor Jeff Hollis. And over the course of this conversation, uh, we really tell Jeff and his wife Chelsea's story of being completely detached from the church, believers, but not invested or connected in any way with the local church of their introduction to Grace Auburn in 2019 and how that began a series of conversations and prayers and really leaning into, Lord, what would you have me do with my life? And now, uh, Jeff, over the last several years and really a multi-year process of discerning his call into the pastoral ministry. Uh, we are so excited to have him on our staff team now. Uh, Jeff is largely responsible and and works uh, primarily with people who are making their way into the life of Grace Auburn. So managing our membership process from the first day you uh, worship with us, or maybe the first time you show up in someone's community group, or you come to a men's or women's community, all the way into, hey, I'm here. Uh, I, I'm joining, I'm signing the family commitment, uh, what it means for us as the family of Grace Auburn to commit to one another in membership. And so Jeff and I really use his story, he and Chelsea's story of coming into uh, both the life of this church and our staff team as a framework for how our mindset really matters. How when you begin a church, uh, when it is planted, there is a a first generation, whatever it takes mindset and how that can shift or slide over time. And so we talk about what does it really mean for us to belong to and with one another and how can we carry on a first-generation mindset into second and third and fourth in every generation that comes uh, behind us or on down the road, so to speak, in the many years uh, and decades to come in the life of this church. We talk about the family commitment and membership. What is it that we have signed up for together? Uh, If you've been a member of Grace Auburn for a long time, this will be a really good way of reminding you of, hey, this is what we committed to. And if you're considering membership at Grace Auburn, if you're in that process and you're really saying, is this the church for me? We hope this conversation uh, paints a little more color on the palette, so to speak, of what we mean when we say membership in a day when that term is either looked at with disdain or with a whole lot of loose misunderstandings. We hope to clarify some of that. And so we talk about serving, we talk about giving, we talk about all of your life being oriented around the person of Jesus and his kingdom coming. I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Jeff. I know I did. This is season one, the last episode, episode four of the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. Hey, Grace Auburn Church, this is Lee Cadden, Executive Pastor on the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. This is episode four of our first season where we are taking um, a little bit of time to work through these last three episodes and this now the fourth episode of uh, what does it look like and what does it mean to be part of this faith family here in Auburn, Alabama. Our desire as a church and really our desire as pastors and leaders is that the people of Grace Auburn would genuinely know, love, and serve one another as we carry out our mission together. And we know that having a shared vision and a shared commitment to each other and to the mission that God has given us, that that matters tremendously in the kingdom. We do that here as a local body through membership as outlined in the New Testament and modeled in the gospel and modeled in the very earliest of churches and has been the case for faithful generations of believers over millennia. 
Many Christians today are good with being a part of the church universal, the quote, big C church as it's known, but have grown wary of or even been previously hurt by a local church. Our commitment to church membership recognizes this and desires to reframe our commitment to one another locally with a historic biblical emphasis on why church membership matters. I'm so thrilled to be in this conversation today. Joined with me today is uh, Associate Pastor Jeff Hollis. Welcome, brother. Glad you are here with me. Hey, glad to be here. I think I said in episode one that this is a different way uh, to worship in the worship space. It's a different way to be together in the worship space right. uh, when church planting for sure is how can we utilize as many spaces in as many different ways. And so the worship space becomes a podcast booth, and we are thankful uh, for a place to gather. Um, Jeff, I want to talk for a minute, just kind of call a spade a spade on what it is, that when people come into the life of this church, or let's say they move to Auburn, or let's say they are on uh, the hunt for the right church for them, and they choose to engage in the membership process with us, which has largely become a, a focus of your job description with us, of helping people really immerse themselves into the life of this church, not consuming from the periphery, not showing up and peeling out or sneaking out. We recognize, though, that so many people come in with a variety of experiences. They come in with a variety of history. They come in with their hurts. They come in with their baggage. They come in with their expectations. Sometimes they come in with a real lack of understanding or a real lack of having any formalized process in membership. So I thought it would be good for you and I to, to have a little dialogue of what does it mean when someone comes into Grace Auburn when they sign the family commitment, and we talk about that being our commitment to one another as family, what does it mean for someone to become a member of Grace Auburn? What, in fact, are we committing to together? Yeah, when I sit down with people um, to talk about membership and go through the family commitment with them, I always take it line by line and mm. talk specifically about each section. And I, and I tell them that that, that commitment, um, it's not just a commitment from them to the church, but it's mm. a commitment also from us to them, mm. and that we're all part of this body together. We're all serving with Christ as the head together, and so we, um, it, it's not one-sided. You know, right. it, it, it takes every one of us to do it, the yes, leadership right. and the members. Yeah. Um, and so through the family commitment as members, um, we focus on, on really four key themes um, that, that are talked about in the family commitment um, laid out uh, in different ways. But the, the first of those is just being with the Grace Auburn family consistently. Which seems like an obvious one, right? Right. The, the, the fact that we would actually say, hey, we commit to actually be with one another right? in a day when it's kind of casual in, casual out, right? For sure, yeah. And, and you know, I have this conversation with, with folks a lot is today it the 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 idolatry of self is very persistent mm. and and pervasive in our culture and so it's it's countercultural really um, to call people to be with one another yeah and and to to intentionally put themselves amongst other people yeah but scripture calls us to that yeah that's right and and in signing this family commitment we, we call our members to that because that is that is where we are able to come together. Um, to worship our risen King together, mm. and and that's a grace that we receive to see our brothers and sisters, one another next to us, um, worshiping, calling out, crying out, to mourning with yeah. um, our risen King on a Sunday morning, and 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 that's where we begin to know one another. I believe the statistic that really hasn't changed for almost fifteen years. I think the first time I saw it was in two thousand twelve. 
and it's still consistent over the last two different censuses, is that people who claim to be Christians, who mark Christian on the box of the studies that come out of those censuses, sensei, senses, <laughs> what's the plural of, okay, it doesn't matter. There's the plural of census. Somebody can correct me on this on Sunday or next time I see them. The, the idea that people on average attend worship together mm-hmm. as Christians 1.8 times per month right, is a startlingly um, sad statistic. Because the reality is, while we know that it is for your good and God's glory that we gather together in worship, we are also missing you. And so it mm-hmm. is both to your loss and our loss that you're not here with us. And so we, we, we try to outline that in as many different ways as possible, saying it, it matters that you are here. Mm-hmm. It matters for you, it matters to God, and it matters... To all of us. So the first thing, we we ask people to be here consistently in worship together, right. gathering together, crying out to God. Yeah, and it's not for the purpose of checking a box. It's not, oh, should just say, oh, I'm a good Christian and <laughs> I've been there four times this <laughs> yeah. month. No, it's to do life together and to see yeah. one another and to realize that that we all have, you know, struggles and trials that we're going through yeah, together. That's right. That's right. Um, and so next, uh, we talk talk about uh, being with and for one another in community. And I think that that drives straight out of mm. Um, mm. Uh, being together on Sunday morning. That's right. Um, and, and also is, is pretty counter to, to a lot of the, 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 the cultural um, message of, of today. And for, pe- for people to let other people into their lives is hard. Yeah. Um, but in our family commitment, we call others to that because that's what we've seen modeled in Scripture. Um, mm. and, 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 and you can look at Acts 2 in the early church, and they talk about um, everybody had everything together in common. They were mm. doing life together. They were doing ministry together. They were living together. Right. Um, and, and I like to tell people, we're, you know, we're not, we're not called to be solitary creatures. Mm. We're, we are called to be communal creatures. Mm. Um, and, and as we've talked about before, uh, God has been communal from the start. That's um, right. You know, Reeves in Delighting in the Trinity talks about you know, our God is a relational God. He's mm. always been three parts. Mm. And um, and us being made in his image, we are made to be relational people. Yeah, that's right. And so um, community groups hold a huge position in, in, in our structure here at Grace Auburn Church because of that. I think if you were to look at the number of, you know, indwelling sin is a very real thing across the board, whether you're a pastor or you're a brand new Christian in high school or middle school. But if you could look at the number of... Let's just throw a blanket term of moral failure mm. into the church mm-hmm. from the, the, the most public of moral failures to the ones that only you and God know about. I would, I would wager without having done the, the, the study and know the statistics on this, but having walked with people for a decade and a half now as a pastor, really how many of those situations would never have arisen or have not gotten to the point that they did if that person wasn't alone. Right. If that person hadn't been on an island, whether they had intentionally put themselves there mm-hmm. or had just woken up one day and realized, man, I've made it a lot of decisions that have isolated me. This is not good. How many of those things would be brought into light because of community, because of regular worship together with other believers, because of the work of the Spirit through one another in our lives? And so it is for our 
good in God's glory that we gather together in worship and then we scatter throughout our communities into what over the last several episodes of this podcast we have talked about our missional outposts, mm-hmm. both the bearing with one another that we do inside of our groups. The, the, the picture that we tried to paint in episode two was this of uh, people gathering together in homes, clasped hands together, looking at one another, bearing with one another, praying for one another, honoring one another. And then in the last episode, we talked about if that same group of people drops their hands, turns around, clasps hands again, now it's how are we together carrying out the mission that the city, the campus, and the nations mm-hmm. would know and love Jesus through this version of authentic gospel community that we find ourselves in. It is both for our our good, God's glory, and for the sake of the city, for the sake of the campus, and the sake of the nations that God has brought here, and eventually the ones we will send and continue sending more people to, that we really do this together. So this is not just, like you said, it's not a checklist of things we're looking for people to do. It's like we, mm-hmm. we really do believe based on scripture and the earliest models and the early church, that there is a way to do life together right. that matters. And it's never changed. The, 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 the outline, so to speak, that we're given in the gospel is clear. Mm-hmm. We've just westernized that in so many ways right. that we've missed the boat in a lot of ways. So this is, as a church, our attempt to, to move back towards a biblical model of life mm-hmm. together. All right, so that's number one. Number two, uh, worshiping together, being in community together. What's the next one? Number three is serving together on Sundays and in our homes. And and when you were talking just now about us turning around and clasping hands facing outward, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's the beginnings of that. You know, service service in the church is is not just on Sunday mornings, but it is in your community with those you care for, and then in your city, and ultimately to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all called as part of this body of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, part of this body of believers, to serve the kingdom of God and to uh, carry and bring to bear the kingdom of God on every area of our lives and on this this entire world. And so that's what service within the church does. Yeah. You, know, you, you are, you are, you are um, following the model of Jesus mm. and, and in serving others, because mm. um, that is what Jesus came to do. Yeah. And... No, that's good. Keep going. And... Um, and in doing that, when we serve, be it on Sunday morning or be it through um, our community group or be it through missions or be it, be it through any of that, we are uh, fulfilling um, the call uh, to uh, live our lives like Jesus, to follow him and bringing his kingdom to bear on the world through our sacrificial service to others. Yeah, because Sundays really, in the same way that worship is really a springboard into the rest of our week, serving in kids or serving in making coffee or greeting, all of those things are really touch points, starting points for a life of service right. beyond that. What is my life oriented around? Is it oriented around me or mm-hmm. is it oriented around God, his church, and his kingdom coming in and through the lives of the people that God has brought to me. So we serve together both in Sundays and in our homes, but we also, not in the same way that was required of them in Acts chapter 2, but we also bring our resources right. together. We come with an eager expectation knowing that God has blessed us. So if we gather together, we live together, and then we serve alongside of and with one another, what's the last thing that we ask? The last thing that we ask is that you give joyfully and generous, generously to the mission of Grace Auburn. And this... Um, 
this looks like many different things. Mm. It, it's not simply financially, but it's it's also of your time, of your energy, of your efforts, of of what you hold most dear. Mm. Um, and and so that that call to joyful and generously giving to the mission of of Grace Auburn is the mission of Grace Auburn as we seek to serve the mission of God. That's right. Um, and and so the number number four is is probably of the 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 four points that we talked about one of the more uh, talked about or mm. d- discussed mm. options because people have had a lot of experiences over their lives. Um, and in different backgrounds with what, what giving looks like. Right. Um, and while all that we have, everything that we have, mm. is a gift from God. That's right. Whether it's, you know, the house that we live in, the car that we drive, the, the food that we have to eat, the, the air that we have to breathe, the mm. life that we have when we woke up this morning. Yeah. Um, the, from the tiniest thing to the greatest thing, everything that we have is purely a gift from God. And so... Uh, scripture calls us to, to give back to him what we've been given. Mm. Um, and so that that could look like time. Um, it could look like energy. It could look like efforts. Um, but it also could look like um, tithes and offerings. Yes, yeah, right. Um, and um, so to give, give joyfully and generously to the mission of Grace Auburn is, I think, a, a privilege because it allows us to return to God in thanks, mm. with joy, mm. what he has so graciously blessed us with. Yeah, okay. So the the idea of gathering together in worship, Matt and I in episode one talked about why we do some of the things that we do. We kind of walked through our worship service together and, and specifically why we read scripture out loud together, why we pray for unreached peoples, why we sing the types of songs we sing, and mm-hmm. why we preach the types of sermons we preach, and why we take communion together, and why we respond in worship and are sent by the Word of God. In the next two episodes, we went a little deeper on what does it mean to belong to one another, what does it mean to serve in our community and be on mission together. Today, though, when we think about serving and giving specifically, I want to end this season of the podcast talking about serving and giving into the life of this church. And for the next few minutes, I'd love to frame that around your story Mm, into the life of this church as you and Chelsea and now your children have integrated deeply Mm -hmm. into the life of this church now being on our staff. Uh, A lot of people who are new to Grace Auburn or even people who may have been here for a couple of years now may not know your story that began all the way back at Trinity Lutheran Mm -hmm. when we were gathering there at 5 p.m. there on Gay Street. So let's just spend some time retelling your story, starting with why you came into the church when you did, uh, and we'll just we'll, we'll let that story frame mm-hmm. really serving and giving of your life yeah. for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah. So um, Chelsea and I um, have been together since high school. We were both very involved uh, in high school, in the church, and in different different areas. And uh, she came to Auburn a year before I did. Then I followed her down here. Um, and when we came down to uh, came down to Auburn, we never got connected with a local church here in Auburn. I, I'm not not really sure why. You know, yeah. I've, I've thought about it and just can't can't pinpoint a reason. Um, priorities were misaligned, yeah, most sure. likely. Yeah. But um, uh, ultimately, uh, we we were married uh, in the middle of college, and then we had Jasper, our son, um, a few years after college, 
and we both kind of were beginning to realize uh, and 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 feel the lack of community. Mm. Uh, we were kind of on an island, yeah. as you said earlier, by yeah. ourselves, and um, we really just needed needed help and needed needed truth in our lives. Mm. Uh, we were both believers throughout this period, but we weren't being uh, fed into uh, by a community of other believers, yeah. and so we began to 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 be convicted of that and feel the convictions of needing to be part of the body, yeah. uh, the physical body on Sunday morning again. And so we began to talk to one another and began to, to look at different churches and things. And so I got online and just, you know, was looking at churches in Auburn, yeah. you know, looking through the list of churches in Auburn. And I came across Grace Auburn's page and I said, hey, Chelsea, this church is is new. It's, uh, it's a church plant. They're meeting on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. It looks like it'll be low-key. <laughs> Let's... Um, Let's go check it out. Everybody there will be new because it's it's a new church. It's a fair statement. It's absolutely yeah. a fair statement. And so, uh, yeah, and y- you guys were meeting at Trinity Lutheran on, on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. at that point. And uh, give us a framework of when that is. When did you guys? So this is uh, this is April of 2019. Yes. We tell everybody we can remember when it is because. Um, the week before we started coming was Easter 2019, and we didn't want to be those people that came back to church on Easter. Um, so we waited till the next week. That's fair. Yes, honest, <laughs> very honest. Maybe there'll be more new people there. Yeah, but um, but uh, the the next week we came and we sat down. Um, I don't know if it's the back row, almost on the back row, and uh, we were greeted uh, by. Uh, it was Carrie Bradley. Carrie Bradley greeted us. There's a better than average chance that it yeah. was Carrie Bradley that came and found you and said, <laughs> if you don't know Carrie, Carrie's one of our elders. Yeah. Um, the, the lobby at 720 East Glen is a little bit uh, more congested, we'll say, right. these days than it was then at Trinity Lutheran. <laughs> right. So Carrie greets um, you, meets you, probably, yeah. probably asks you your whole life story. Yeah, yeah, just shows genuine interest in us yeah. and, and care. Um, yeah. Like. We hadn't we hadn't experienced that in a long time. Just somebody really, you know, wanting to to mm. hear our story, and so mm. we began attending uh, regularly, and and you know, got got to meet you, got to meet Matt, and um, the 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 teaching was you know what we were looking for. It was sound. Jesus was at the forefront. The gospel was at the forefront, and mm. um, so we just we continued. And uh, when we started going, we did, we weren't aware that. Um, 720 East Glen here was underway. It was a, a, about time to move into it um, yeah. fairly shortly thereafter. And um, so uh, we began uh, attending worship here at 720 East Glen, still sitting in the back of the room um, <laughs> and uh, just, you know, kind of seeing, you know, is this where we want where we want to be? Yeah. Um, and again, at the same time, we were meeting other people throughout the church making uh, connections and getting to know people within the church. And then, uh, so that was April, May, June. So about, we've been, we've been around for about what, two months or so. I think Matt finally realized or or took notice of me sitting in the back and uh, asked me to lunch. And so um, went and had, had lunch with Matt and just kind of, you know, shared our story with him, got to know him a little bit. And, and that was, Something I'd never experienced before. I'd never, you know, gotten to sit down for lunch with my pastor yeah. before. Um, in in high school, we'd been members of pretty large uh, Southern Baptist congregations, and mm. um, so it, it was just good to 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 sit down and, and talk to him and kind of hear, you know, he he shared with us kind of the story of Grace Auburn up to that point, or shared with me the story of Grace Auburn up to that point, and I shared with him where we had um, 
where we'd been, um, what what life had been like, you know, over the 10 years or so that we'd been out of the church mm-hmm. and um, really just received grace and care from Matt. Um, and and I, um, I told Matt during that meeting that, you know, all throughout high school I, I'd served and as I'm sitting there on Sundays, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, okay, I should serve. I mm. should, I should get in again. And I, my background for, for those of you that don't know is, is in tech. I, uh, went to Auburn, graduated, worked for Auburn university as an IT specialist for 10 years, uh, before I came to work for the church. And, um, I had done, uh, sound and lighting and, um, production for church in high school and, uh, different things over the years. And so, you know, I told Matt that, that, you know, I think I would like to serve in that area. And he <laughs> latched onto that pretty hard. Hey, uh, don't tell a church planner you want to help in some way. You're absolutely yeah. yes. When can you start? Right. And so that was kind of that was kind of the catalyst for pulling us back in, you know, feet first, wholeheartedly into the church again. I think before we get into the next section of your mm-hmm. story, and the, which is where we're going to land, it's important to know that at that point, then in 2019 and now, uh, and for, the, for, for all of the future of this church, we live by, as leaders, a concrete truth that we found to be true just across the board, that if, if you are given responsibility— outside of a relationship, mm-hmm. that it will always lead to rebellion or resentment or both. But responsibility without relationship leads to resentment. And, and I think early on as a church planter, Matt had seen that carry itself out in previous churches. And I think we could all look back at certain parts of our story, especially if we've been involved in the life of church at some point, that, man, if, if I'm asked to do something without knowing the people, without having sat down with a pastor, without a pastor that's willing to say, hey, I'd love to go to lunch with you, or leaders or community group leaders mm-hmm. saying, hey, how can we care for and know you? Then, man, at some point that starts to rub. But if I believe that I'm known, I'm loved, I'm cared for as a brother yeah. or as a sister, and I recognize that, man, we have to pull this together, that there's a certain amount of responsibility that we all have to take for the life of this church, then we can do an enormous amount of good for the sake of the kingdom in this life. But, man, I, I just wanted to highlight that because your story began out of a relationship with Matt. Right. Here in, just in serving in tech, just in saying, hey, I know some things mm-hmm. about some technological things that you guys clearly don't know anything about. So jump in there with yeah. as the Lord continued to lead you. Yeah, so um, shortly after that, probably July or so, we started serving. Um, I started serving, you know, consistently every Sunday in the— um, in the tech booth um, with sound and slides and uh, kind of coordinating that stuff. Uh, Chelsea jumped in. She started, you know, she could serve in the nursery and in kids. And um, we, the the worship team, you know, was just getting started. And she, um, we were both, we both have musical backgrounds. And she's like, I think I could figure out how to play bass guitar. And uh, so she, <laughs> so uh, she, she approached um, whoever was leading worship at the time. I can't remember um, who, who it was, but. Uh, they agreed to let her try to play bass guitar. And so Chelsea, um, up until uh, Galilee was born, uh, our, our second child, um, you know, served on the worship team some Sundays playing bass guitar. Yes, she did. Um, and so, so you know, really uh, once once we, you know, got our foot in and, and developed those relationships and started serving, um, that was that was the beginning of, okay, Lord, you know, we are, we are in. We yeah. want to join this church. We want to be part of this church. This is where we are committing 
are we are committing our time, we are committing our resources, and and we are uh, plugging in. And so through that time, continuing to serve relationships, we're still like you said earlier, con- continuing to be built and. Mm-hmm. Um, intentionality from from you and Matt, um, worship team, all of those uh, different leaders with our family uh, was apparent. And throughout this time, I am, you know, gaining a greater and greater desire just just to learn uh, theology, scripture, what the Lord is showing to me, and just kind of through my service here, growing in my conviction of serving the church in Mm. general. Mm. Um, And I had been... um, on my own, just learning, reading, studying, seeing what that looked like. And I ended up going to a a conference um, in January of 2020, so just before COVID and everything. And at that conference, it was a a theology conference, and I figured that would be a good place for me to, you know, gain some knowledge, learn some things. And there were various pastors and and, uh, evangelists there teaching, talking about... um, talking about the church, talking about serving the church, talking about what uh, pastors were called to do, what shepherds were, and teachers were called to do. And every sermon that I listened to, I just more and more inside of me kept feeling like I'm not a pastor, I'm not a teacher, but I really feel like I, w- I want to serve the church more in that in that way, towards mm-hmm. that way. And finally, at, at the end of the conference, as I was driving home, I was just overcome by the goodness of God and how just amazing it was to be around that many people, um, Mm. you know, desiring to serve him, worship him, care for him, and all of those messages that I'd heard about, uh, you know, for the pastors and teachers in the room was really just convicting to me. And, and, and it it was just going through my mind, you know, why aren't you doing more for me? Why aren't you doing more for my church? Mm. Um, is, is what I kept hearing in my mind as I was heading home and, and I got back and, and talked to Chelsea and I said, uh, Chelsea, I don't, I don't know what the Lord has for us, but I, th- I think he's calling me to ministry. And she said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, it would have been nice if you told yeah. me. Um, but, um, but yeah, so for, for three or four days, she was, she was like wrestling, wrestling with that, that call pretty hard because it was, you know, it was apparent to her then. And she, she knew what, what comes with, you know, the life of a, of a pastor's wife and, yeah. and, you know, what, whatever that looks like, the life of a seminary student and things. And so um, I began then a discernment process with, with you and Matt. You know, I came to you guys and said, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This mm. is the conviction that I have. Mm. This is what I'm seeing. This is, you know, I, I, do you guys affirm this calling? Yeah. You know, and we talked through it. We met. And, um, and uh, eventually, uh, after working through that, you know, you guys— um, helped me look at look at seminary and figure out you know what to do next, what next step to take. Yeah. Um, and I, at that point, I enrolled in in an online uh, seminary for a time, and um, I was interning basically under you guys, yeah. um, sitting in you know pastoral care meetings with Matt, going to pastoral planning meetings, yeah. just seeing what the day in and the day out of the church was like. And you guys, you know, were showing me um, this is what church planning looks like, and you know, is this you know, is this what the Lord is, is calling you to? And you gave me that opportunity. Mm. And every time I came, every time I got to be a part of something here at the church, I was so sad when I had to leave. You know, I wanted to be here with you guys. Yeah. I wanted to be serving the church and caring for the church. And, you know, the Lord and his goodness and his timing um, allowed me to continue making relationships with you guys, making relationships with other 
uh, folks here at the church. I ended up developing a relationship with Hoffman Ryan, who was our mission pastor for a time and now is the president of Christ our Redeemer Seminary. And through that relationship, um, Hoffman asked me to help be on the launch team along with you and another of our members to, to start Christ our Redeemer Seminary. And so that was just a, a gift for, for me yeah. personally, yeah. let alone our community, just of uh, you know, the Lord giving me the opportunity to move from online-only learning to an actual, you know, seminary classroom experience with a cohort of other guys. So January of 2020, you leave a conference, come home, mm-hmm. tell Chelsea, this is what God's doing. Right. She confirms that, right. I know, wrestles through that in her own soul, right. what being a pastor's wife will mean for her and for your family. And the, the whole next year goes by. Mm-hmm. We get to January of 2021. Right. And it's been a year-long process of prayer, discernment, meetings, mm-hmm. long conversations over coffee, prayer, conversations with me, Matt Hoffman, mm-hmm. our uh, other elders right. on our team, really saying, you know what, we do, in fact, we absolutely do, in fact, see the Lord's calling on Jeff's life into this type of role. So jump into Christ Our Redeemer Seminary. We, we together, along with uh, a handful of other churches in the mm-hmm. Auburn and up like area, uh, in a what what felt very fast, but was in reality the Lord's goodness and timing for having worked really in Hoffman and Courtney's heart for a long season. Mm-hmm. Birth Christ Our Redeemer Seminary uh, that spring mm-hmm. for the first cohort of guys coming in, including you, right. uh, men and women, in the fall of 2021. Right. So walk us through that process. Walk us through uh, the call to join our staff team and mm-hmm. just kind of be where you are today. Yeah. So um, we all came together, you know, January, February of 2021. Um, Hoffman told us the idea of that he, or the vision that he'd had of starting a seminary. And, you know, he began to, to pull together leaders in the community that he knew and, and other uh, connections that he had uh, in, in, with uh, seminaries in, in Atlanta um, and things such as that to, to start the seminary and shared that with us. And my posture at that point, well, this is just, you know, another another extension of the church. I'm right. all in. I right. want to I want to serve however I can. Right. And and you know, up to that point, the Lord had uh, gifted me with the the technical abilities and different things that I have to to handle operations and and things like that for starting a seminary. I mean, there's a lot of different systems and sure. things that you have to put in place. And so, um, we we did that. Um, amazingly, only by you know the Lord's timing and the Lord's uh, grace were we able to launch in August of that year, and so I, I jumped in. You know, uh, was excited to be part of that cohort. Um, that has been a wonderful experience, and every class that I've taken, every relationship that I've developed through that has just further affirmed uh, the calling mm-hmm. that I have. And and uh, not once have have I thought, you know, that I make a mistake. Sure. Um, and so. Um, after after that year, uh, continuing to develop relationships with you guys, continuing to intern and, um, under you guys, and um, about October of that year, uh, one Sunday morning, Matt came and asked me, mm-hmm. "Hey Jeff, do you think you'd want to come on staff here at the church?" And I was just totally taken aback because you know I knew we were a church plant, a small church, and and I didn't you mm-hmm. know I'm not used to. Um, the model of leadership that we have here and the way that we intentionally staff our pastoral uh, team here to care for individuals. You know, I'm used to there being one, maybe two pastors right. at a church. And so in my mind, you know, I'm going to, you know, finish seminary. I'm going to um, uh, 
keep working at Auburn, uh, finish seminary, and then maybe at that point, Grace Auburn will be established enough to send me somewhere or bring me on in some role um, sure. to serve the church somehow. Sure. You know, but I had no idea that you guys had been uh, discussing bringing me on yeah. uh, at, at at Grace, and so um, Matt asked me that, and I was really just speechless. Didn't you know? Didn't know what to say. Um, at that point, I knew what I knew what I wanted inside. You know, yeah. every time I left, I left, I knew that I wanted to be here. Right. And so I, I you know, well, let me pray about it. Let me let me talk to my wife. And yeah. I, I told Chelsea, and again, some processing for a few days there, <laughs> and um, and and ultimately, you know, it was clear the 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 Lord had been preparing me, and mm. uh, you guys had been preparing me, and seminary had begun preparing me for the calling that you guys made to me to come on and the Lord made to me to come on, come on staff here to serve Grace Auburn Church. And so that was um, October of 2021. And uh, that month I informed my boss at Auburn that, you know, I'm, I'm leaving to serve my church um, mm. and I love you guys. And I've had nothing but, you know, great experiences here at Auburn. Um, but I've got to, you know, follow the Lord's calling. And so in January of 2022, mm-hmm. I came on staff here at Grace Auburn full-time, um, and I've been doing that for a, a year and five months now. <laughs> and it feels like it was yesterday and 17 years ago, right. if, yes. if, it, exactly. if we're honest about how, how yeah. this role can what be. What if there's a word for that, you know? <laughs> Uh, Already not yet. Uh, pastor yeah. um, is, the, uh. is the word for that. But you, you made a statement that I think is important to circle back on of— you had not witnessed a model of leadership of staffing in churches that looked the way uh, that we were approaching both your employment, uh, Hoffman, Caleb, mm-hmm. Carrie, um, now, you know, Michelle and Amy and Caroline, and uh, the, f- the future people that the Lord will bring onto our team. And I, th- I think it goes back to the idea of responsibility without relationship mm-hmm. leads to resentment. Our deepest desire. Second to honoring Jesus as supreme, as our King, as our Lord, and as our Savior, and the Father's role in that and the Holy Spirit's work in and through the church is that the people that are here would genuinely know and be known by our staff, Mm -hmm. by our pastors, that we would be approachable, available. Even as we continue to grow, our highest investment will continue to be into those relationships for the sake of the kingdom. And so, man, it has been a real gift and joy of mine to watch you go from, man, I think we need to get back into church because we kind of feel like we're on an island here, mm-hmm. to uh, it feels like a decades of having loved and served the people mm-hmm. of this church uh, as a pastor. And it has been a joy to have you as a part of our team to say, hey, what, what would it look like for me to put my yes on the table yeah. and then say, Father, what? What's the question? Like, where would you have me go? Right. My answer is yes. Where would you have me go? Who yeah. would you have me serve? How would you have me love and lead y- your people? Uh, as we think about the idea of serving in the church, your story is mm-hmm. one that is unique in that it was a call to pastoral ministry, specifically ending in a job or at this point of the story, mm-hmm. l- landing you at, um, as a pastor on our team. I just want to say for everybody listening that it's Jeff's yes, it's your yes, it was Chelsea's yes that was the most honoring thing that could have been said to the Father. And so if you are asking a question, God, do you want me to do this? Or 
Father, I feel like this is the question I'm being challenged with, or this is an area that I'm wanting to step out in. Let me just as, as urgently and as lovingly as I can encourage you to say yes. Jesus, whatever you would have from me, yes. As a church plant, when we began uh, the earliest days, um, it was all hands on deck. And there were so many different things. You came in watching Matt and I try to figure out what does a sound booth actually need. Uh, For those of you listening who don't know this, Jeff has bemoaned the size of our uh, sound booth for so many years now. Because we didn't know what we didn't know. We built what we thought we needed to, to create a space that was warm and welcoming for people. But that idea of I will do whatever it takes is a mindset to say, hey, I recognize that this church is young, it is growing, it is vibrant, it is alive, and there are many places for me to jump in. And uh, our network of churches has kind of adopted, the Summit Collaborative has adopted these types of mindsets when it comes to church planting, that when you begin a church, there is a first generation of people that absolutely are all in, whatever it takes. I will, I, will, I will find solutions to problems. I will own the problems. I will figure out a way to make that happen. My yes, as it was for you, Jeff, my mm-hmm. yes is yours, Jesus. What is required of me? What is asked of me? How can I love and serve this group of people? But especially in the West, I think this is probably true regardless of the context and regardless of the place, that as something is established, there is this slow, maybe sometimes it's not slow, but I think there's this drift into uh, what we have learned to be a second generation mindset. Instead mm-hmm. of I'll do whatever it takes, we tend to drift towards I'll do whatever's asked of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drift from uh, I'm here to give my life away to I'm here to receive or I'm here to consume right. or I'm here to pick this or this or that because it works best for me and my preferences. A first-generation mindset, like as I said, will we'll go out of its way to figure out how can I be a part of the solution, whereas a second-generation mindset tends to nitpick a lot of the problems. It tends mm-hmm. to see the things that it doesn't like or the person doesn't like and go, well, maybe there's a better church out there for me. And I think there are some majors when you're deciding, do I want to be part of this church that, that need to be true? But all of our preferences across the board are not going to be answer. Right. We have to ask the question, God, is this the group of people that you would have me serve, that you would have me give my life to? And that is everything, as we've mentioned, from making coffee to holding babies to teaching in our uh, elementary rooms, uh, K through fifth graders, to uh, leading our middle schoolers and high schoolers as volunteers across the board, both in our Sundays, Sunday experiences, midweek experiences, all the way out through, man, as a group of people, we are together in this community, and we're going to serve and love one another. So our mindset, our, our willingness to put our yes on the table, just as you guys did, it matters. And wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, I just want to say, let your yes be yes to God, and it will be an incredible story to tell in the years to come. The last thing I want to talk about today is if we do give by serving in our time, we also give... Uh, of our first and of our best. Matt likes to say consistently from the stage and in conversations that, God, you are worthy of our first and our best, not our last and our least. Mm -hmm. This church 
has existed from the very beginning because of the joyful generosity of people both inside, in the early days, people outside of this church looking in saying, how can we bless you guys? But very early on, the people of Grace Auburn said, we want to give joyfully and we want to give generously above and beyond because, as you said earlier, it's all God's anyway. Right. God has given us an abundance and, it, and it just an inordinate amount of grace and kindness and mercy and love. And Jesus didn't give just a little bit of his life. He gave all of his life right. that we might have it. And so I think above and beyond giving, I think a willingness to say, um, Jesus, you are worthy of my entire life's response to who you are and what you have done, and I'm going to give of my time, I'm going to give of my talent, and I'm going to give of my treasure. Jesus didn't talk about money as much as he did uh, because the people didn't need to hear it. Mm -hmm. He talked about money as much as he did because he was keenly aware of how the human heart in its brokenness tends towards Mm -hmm. what it drifts into, how it drifts towards comfort or me and mine, and the gospel says no, him and his, Mm -hmm. giving for the sake of the kingdom. And so if that is true, if Jesus has done all that he has done, then why wouldn't I give everything? Why wouldn't I give my very life for the sake of his kingdom? Thank you so much for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. I know as host to these conversations, they've all been a blessing to me. Uh, They have been a a real gift and have spurred me on in my own faith to think through, why are we here? What are we doing until Jesus comes back? What is the point of this whole thing called life? And I think having it rooted in the life of a local church has really given, I know, my wife and I and our family much hope as we look at the world around us. We also look inwardly at this body of believers going, God, you're not yet done. And so over the course of the next few weeks and months and God willing uh, years, we hope the Grace Auburn Church podcast will be a place where we can have conversations, dialogues, interviews, uh, messages and teachings that we might not do on a Sunday morning with the primary focus of Sunday morning being proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and worshiping him and uh, praying together in the way that we do on Sunday mornings. Uh, This medium. Uh, this podcast space we hope will be a place where you can be encouraged midweek along the way and so uh, with that we don't have any idea uh, as to the regularity or frequency of posting these things if you've not yet subscribed to the grace auburn church podcast please do so share it with whomever you think it may be a gift or a blessing to and Uh, As the Lord leads and as we have capacity, our hope is to post here regularly uh, conversations that will be edifying to you, encouraging to you, uh, maybe equipping for you and your family as you continue to go into this journey that we know is life. And so we're excited for those to come. We're excited for all that's ahead. Um, I really pray and hope that this has been a blessing to you as I know it has been for me. This has been the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.